gloried in that moment of mommy bliss. I remember thinking, Jonah and I have some lucky star shining down on us. Along with our three boys, my husband, Jonah Paul Gersten, MD, FACS, picture a slightly older and significantly shorter Orlando Bloom, with a teeny touch of male pattern baldness, was the light of my life. Naturally, I had no clue about what was happening with Jonah 26 miles west in Manhattan. How could I possibly know that right at that very instant, he was stepping into the Upper East Side apartment of a call girl, who had decided a month earlier that the name Crystal Rousseau wasn't projecting the class-up-the-ass image she had been aiming for. Lately, there hadn't been much of a market for the refined-type fuck, so she changed her image and her name to something still classy, yet more girl next door, Dorinda Dillon. Why would a man of Jonah's caliber bother with someone like Dorinda? Before you go, <laughs> think about it. It's a reasonable question. First of all, Jonah never gave me any reason to believe he wasn't devoted to me. Just a couple of months earlier, at the annual holiday party of his Park Avenue surgical practice, I had overheard the scheduling coordinator confide to one of the medical assistants. Dr. Gersten always has that look of love, even when Mrs. Gersten is standing right beside him in those four-inch heels that, I hate to say it, make her shockingly taller. Also, being a plastic surgeon with a craniofacial subspecialty, Jonah was a man with a sophisticated sense of beauty. He had the ultimate discerning eye, No way would Dorinda Dillon's looks have pleased him. Objectively speaking, I swear to God, she looked like a you in a blonde wig. You'd expect her to go, bah, genuinely sheepy looking, whatever the word for that is. All my life, I've read much more than people ever gave me credit for, and I have a surprisingly decent vocabulary, though obviously not decent enough. Anyway, Dorinda had a long, wide sheep nose that sloped down straight from her forehead. It took up so much room in the middle of her face that it kept her eyes farther apart than human eyes ought to be. Despite her loyalty to some hideous blackish-red lipstick, her mouth came across more as dark two-dimensional lines than actual lips. Not that I was gorgeous, far from it. All right, not that far— Still, most people saw me as, well, fabulous-looking. I guess I should apologize because that sounds arrogant. Okay, obnoxious. A woman who comes right out and says, hey, I'm stunning, even when she is, is violating what is probably the real first commandment, the one that somehow got replaced by the I am the Lord thy God business, which never really made a lot of sense to me because how is that a commandment? Anyway, the true numero uno of human conduct is, thou shalt not speak well of thyself. Because of that, every great-looking woman has to apologize, not only by acting nicer than she really is, but by showing she's paid her dues, a la, I had major zits when I was 14 and was totally flat-chested, and like, so self-conscious, nobody even knew I was alive. I'm still, like, really, really shy deep down. So, let me get with the program. For most of my life, whenever I looked in the mirror, I honestly did feel insecure. In fact, throughout my childhood in Brooklyn, I kept waiting for someone to shout, Hey, Bucktooth! Which would inevitably become my nickname until I graduated high school. Weird. No one ever did. 
Years passed without any cruel mockery. My confidence grew. A little. And after Jonah came into my life, it flourished. Someone like him genuinely wanted someone like me. Yet I always knew my overbite stood between me and actual beauty. Braces would have fixed me up, but I didn't get them. With perfect clarity, I still see myself at age 10, gazing up at Erwin Monkarsh, DDS, a blobby man who looked like he'd been put together by a balloon-twisting clown at a birthday party. Even though he didn't seem like a guy who could answer a maiden's prayer, my young heart fluttered with hope. I put all my energy into willing him not to do precisely what he now was doing, shaking his head. No, her bite's actually okay, he was telling my mother. In that instant, I understood I was doomed. No orthodontist.